Gotta wait for the drum roll. There it goes. Little snare drum there. You can hear the drum with a little snare thing underneath it. Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran this evening. And as I keep saying, our thoughts, our hearts are with Brother Randy at this challenging time. At this challenging time. And uh, boy, I just can't emphasize that enough. And boy, he and I go way back together. And we do seem to have an awful lot of opinions in common. And I've been thanking him when I had to be out for four months from Backbone Radio. Uh, he, he came in along with Jeff Hunt and carried the torch at Backbone Radio. And now I get to uh, come in on Saturdays and, uh, and do something rather similar. An honor to be here. The phone number 303-696-1971. Yeah, we've covered, we've covered some of the stuff. And in that last segment, Venezuela came up because I brought it up. Funny how that works. And I was thinking, um, and again, I haven't read this in a while, but I got the names right, believe it or not. But in Venezuela, the opposition leader, her last name is Machado, Maria Corina Machado, she is leading the polls, running against Maduro, the hangover totalitarian from the Hugo Chavez era. So she's running... Uh, and winning, she's got the the best poll data in Venezuela, <laughs> and the Venezuelan government has decided that uh, Machado needs to be banned from public office for 15 years. A Bloomberg News article, Machado can't hold public office for 15 years, the government said. Opposition leader Machado tops polls on voting intention for primary. You see, that's how they do it in Venezuela. And guess what? That's how they're trying to do it here in the United States of Banana Republic America. Yeah, that's just how it works. And they arrest Trump, they indict Trump, Trump has to go to the courthouse, and Trump's poll numbers only go up. Reckless, reckless activities on on the part of the corrupt, bribable, cocaine bag-infested Biden administration. Oh, my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, they're trying to... I mean, we are heading in... That's the 2024 election. Do you want to be a banana republic with the Bidens and the left and the deep state and the Democrats? Or do you think we should put America first and vote in again the only guy who has stood up to the unelected deep state power that has been running this show. Some say back to uh, November 1963 when JFK was exited. RFK, been talking about that a bit lately. And I am glad to see RFK Jr. out there running. Again, they can't control him. They can't control Trump. RFK Jr. is going to be, a you know, a left-wing kind of guy, but at least he's really accurate on the Ukraine war and how big of a cluster you know what that is. What a mess that is. How many billions have we sent over to Ukraine? Well, this country has the wide open border. Everything is a mess. We're becoming third world. And uh, and we got to send more billions to Ukraine. 
now including cluster bombs, which is technically a war crime, according to Jen Psaki. By the way, you want to hear this? Jen Psaki saying this? Um, there are reports of illegal cluster bombs and vacuum bombs being 2022. used 2022. Uh, if that's true, what is the next step of this administration? And is there a red line for how much violence uh, will be tolerated against civilians in this manner that's illegal and potentially a war crime? It is. It would be. I don't have any confirmation of that. We have seen the reports. Uh, if if that were true, it would potentially be a war crime. Obviously, there are a range of international fora that would assess that. Um, so certainly, we would look to that to be a part of that conversation. Yeah. So it's just very, very clear that if you would like America to be the great and noble country that it has been, give or take a few episodes throughout its history, well... You better be picking a side and voting for 45 to become 47. But yet, if you want to uh, sort of have Venezuela-style politics or Stalin-style politics, like I said, in Venezuela, they have banned the top opposition leader, Maria Corina Machado, from running for office for 15 years, from holding office for 15 years. (laughs) They're doing, trying to do that here on this made-up, ridiculous stuff that, yes, some rhino-influenced Republicans like to make a lot of because they are part of the uniparty, part of the Republican establishment, Democrat establishment that are two wings of one bird that are running this country into the ground, in my opinion. Okay? So I think it's got to be very clear the direction forward. And again, I'm very vocal about all this. And by the way, one other name that came up, Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, the junior senator from South Carolina, the senior senator from South Carolina would be Lindsey Graham, who I can't say enough negative things about. Good old Lindsey. Last seen getting booed off the stage in Pickens, South Carolina, at a Trump rally in which the police chief of Pickens estimated at least over 50,000 people attending the Trump rally, (laughs) just blowing the minds of the Republican Party establishment that can't draw crowds anywhere for anybody else. Neither can Democrats, by the way. RFK might be able to draw a bit of a crowd. Put that in your thinking cap. And again, RFK Jr. is anathema to the political establishment. He just happens to be a leftist and doesn't have the solutions, but he has at least some out-of-the-box thinking. That's where I come out. But anyway, Tim Scott is, uh, was a big booster of Lisa Murkowski, the ultimate rhino up in Alaska. Big booster of Lisa Murkowski. So I do not trust Tim Scott Frankly, he, he goes on, he says some good stuff. And remember, Tim Scott, I did this on Backbone Radio when this happened, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Oh, that steamed my clams, that raid, Venezuela-style raid on Mar-a-Lago. Well, they trot Tim Scott out to the Sunday shows, <laughs> and he goes on and says, well, we're just going to have to see uh, what they find in there. We're just going to have to see sort of what happens here. He did not condemn it. He did not condemn 
the reckless nastiness of the deep state and of the Biden administration. He went out there and tried to put a good face on it for the rhinos. So I say no Tim Scott for potential vice president for President Trump, 47. That's my opinion. And maybe other people have ideas. Uh, you see the name Carrie Lake mentioned. You see the name Christy Nome mentioned. Christy Nome of South Dakota, in some ways, kind of impressive, kind of a solid conservative. Uh, but yet very tied into the Koch brothers' money, which makes me worried about the open borders and the globalist trade deals and potential for... You know, we can't have another VP Pence situation. A VP Pence was the worst. He was just a festering cesspool of establishment rhino backstabbing get rid of General Flynn politics in the Trump administration. And by the way, he's out there running again as a cosmetic campaign put up by the establishment to try to drain Trump a little bit. And it's not working. <laughs> Trump has absolutely no fear of that phony fake Christian VP Pence showing up in a debate. Oh, that would be, I would love to see that. By the way, Trump is saying, because he's ahead by 40 or 50 points, and uh, he is he is often accused of being the best presidential debater ever. Steve Cortez, the turncoat, who used to be close with Trump and the Trump team, the Trump campaign, and all the rest of it, has now gone over to DeSantis. And Steve Cortez is a little bit in a state of misery because DeSantis is flatlining and Steve Cortez comes out and is now kind of praising Trump as this really great debater. And Trump interprets what Steve Cortez is saying, that DeSantis should probably drop out now before things get worse for him. You know, Steve Cortez gently saying, yeah, 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 it's just not kind of really working. We're really far behind the DeSantis campaign. Maybe he should drop out, and Trump is the greatest presidential debater. You can see Steve Cortez trying to edge his way back <laughs> into the Trump camp. And I'll bet you that is happening in mass across Republican political corridors. And like I said, the billionaires are just, just fit to be tied because they're looking for some good, fake, America-last Republican rhino candidate to go in there and take on Trump so they can do well with their billions. And they've already invested all this money in DeSantis, and it's just not paying off for them. So the billionaires are looking for a place to park their cash. By the way, I better get to DeSantis uh, and uh, how Casey DeSantis, the wife of Ron DeSantis, is being trotted out and talking about their kids a lot. I'll get to that here in this hour. But why don't we say an initial hello here, uh, we got uh, we got the great Jack in Wyoming on the line. And, Jack, welcome. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I got a new phone. Is it working? Boy, does that ever sound good, crisp, clear, sharp. <laughs> yeah, I, I finally got a cell phone that works in Wyoming and works in Evergreen. Oh. Every other one I got would work in one place and not the other. So I finally, AT&T. I got one that works in both places. Jack, can I tell you one thing? Is nobody is happier about your new cell phone than me. <laughs> because you're saying this great stuff, this pithy stuff, you're getting you're just nailing it, and then sometimes you chop out on a keyword or two and I and I miss something. I know. And you know, know how this. you know how hard that is to bear, right? So yep. man, you sound good. Okay, sir. Have, they've been an ongoing exasperation for me for a long, long, long time. 
So anyway, I'm celebrating that. Uh, you know, me too. Uh, the, only, the only comment I'm going to make is a brief one. But when you mentioned that you and Randy often come up with the same uh, opinions and the same issues, and there's a reason for that. That's because you're both very smart. But on, <laughs> on the on the way, well, you are. Well, Randy uh, well, is. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. You you both you both see it for what it is. And on the way driving up, and I've gotten to where I, I listen to Deborah Flora once in a while. I think she's pretty worthwhile. Uh, I, I talked to George once in a blue moon. But, I mean, the rest of your station I can't listen to, to be frank with you, other than you and Randy. But uh, on the way up today, I had, the, you know, I got a new car, and the radio works in the new car, and I had it on. And the guy that's been on the mornings for the last 20 years, so I used to talk to two and three times a week. He was going on and on and on on this stolen election issue and that there's a couple people on your station that actually believe that. And obviously he's talking about you and Randy. And all I can tell you is I don't know. I, I, I absolutely do not know how he can be so clueless. I just can't understand how somebody as smart as him can be that clueless. I guess he's he's kind of listening to that. Uh, what's the, uh, the Republican? Uh, what You know who I'm talking about. Uh, Carl Rove kind of guy? Uh, I don't know. No, but, the, the local one. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. And, you know, and I, I like to, I mean, I love every single host around here, and I love everybody that brings their own opinions. But obviously, because I'm biased, I think I'm the only one who gets it all right. <laughs> but if we all say that, you know, and then different listeners have different uh, preferences, tastes, and all that. And, uh, you know, the fellow that's uh, been around for a long time, I just love that man. But, uh, boy, do we ever disagree on, you know, some of these issues. And did you see the Tucker Carlson interview with Russell Brand or any clips of it? Did you see what he no. was saying about January 6th? Well, No, no, I didn't. Uh, Jack, Tucker Carlson interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police that was there on January 6th in charge of law enforcement for that whole deal that day. And this interview was never aired. Apparently the interview was somewhat recent and they have not aired it. They fired Tucker Carlson before it got aired. But Stephen Sund, who is the head of the Capitol Police, was saying, man, that crowd was full of feds. That crowd was full of federal agents. Mm. So I don't know. And if you start looking into stuff like that, and we'll, 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 and Tucker Carlson's very convinced that all the lies about January 6th, um, the establishment mainstream media lies, the frantic Democratic lies about January 6th, wow. Uh, he he hits that on the head. So I'll be getting to that as this program goes well, they're on. Not, they're not even talking about the right to speedy trial with these people that they've locked up. I mean, the violations that they're doing are, are so massive. And, and, and the, the part that the traditional media plays is so astronomically out of line with, with, with reality and with everything. I just, I just don't see how, how they can – I don't see how they can play their next card. I really don't. I think they've been totally exposed. Oh, Totally big time exposed. And, you know, you see the way they handled, of course, Ray Epps, and he got the soft touch treatment. He was praised by Adam Kinzinger, the neocon congressman who uh, <laughs> who did not run for reelection, um, who is now busily advocating for World War Three and Ukraine. It's this, it's this crowd of people, the ones most tied into the deep state, um, Liz Cheney, that you helped sort of get evicted from Wyoming. Now she can live... I in the suburbs of so, D.C. in good conscience and not have to pretend to be a Wyoming resident. No, she's still she's still up in Wyoming. I saw her the other day when I went to... Uh, you saw I Liz? To, Cheney? Yeah, I went... 
Yeah, I went to get a sandwich at the Chick Fil A, and she was at the at the drive-in window. She made a cameo appearance in Wyoming when she <laughs> would really rather be starting World War Three in Ukraine. Amazing. Wonder what she was. Yeah. D- did you uh, say you know, hello? They all, they all feed <laughs> off the military industrial complex. Yeah, through the military, and well, that's where all—that's the gravy. That's where all the gravy is. In fact, I was offered a spot in that when I was much younger by one of my father's lifetime friends, and he was retiring, and he was locked into that military uh, uh, supplier deal, and he wanted—he didn't have any children, and he wanted to give it to me, you know, the, his spot, and I didn't want any part of it. It was about he supplied all the parachutes to the federal government for everything. That, mm. That's what his business was, and uh, and he, he asked me, he asked my dad if if he he would bring me into that and just give that business to me, and uh, I didn't want any part of it. Ah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. Well, you've got me thinking. I better play that Tucker Carlson clip about January sixth, but unfortunately, we're we're up against a break here. All right, I'll let you but go. But Jack, if let you stay go. close, listen to what Tucker says about January sixth and the lies oh. that the official, oh, the official. Democrat establishment line, you know, oh, man, you know, and uh, we need to we need to go the other way. And the, 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 some people are saying the people that were actually on that January 6th commission are the people that should be investigated and maybe even tossed in jail. Um, I mean, we got to go big the other way, but to be continued on that. And so, Jack, new car, new radio, new cell phone. I, uh, I like what I'm hearing. So uh, I hope I hope Randy's able to sleep at least. I mean, I'm a I'm a year four months out and I still don't sleep two nights a week. So I'm hoping he's doing better than what I do. Okay, bless you, Jack. Thoughts are thoughts are with you there as well. Is that's okay. uh, that's the the hardest thing, hardest thing to go through right there. Thank you, Jack. Matt Dunn, I'm in for Randy Corcoran. The phone number three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Let's take a break. Be right back. Whatever makes you happy, people, that song from Little Big Town. And as we all know, yes, life is loaded to the max with suffering. So much of it so needless, so much of it so unfortunate, and it touches all of us. There is no escaping it, and that's something Jesus knew, talked about at great length. The Buddhist philosophy say that the foundation of life is suffering, but yet, you know, onward we go. You got to just sit there and face it directly and find a way to find a way to work through it. Just a little vignette on suffering and some of the present context we're we're managing. Just talking to Jack just now and of course our hearts with Randy Corcoran right now. But uh, onward, onward we go. And sometimes, you know, you you got to force the happiness a little bit. Yeah, you can't really force it, but work at it a bit, right? Be light, be free, be easy, in spite of it all. I was talking to caller Jack about January 6th, which the more I look into it and the more I read the work of real investigative journalists like Julie Kelly... Make sure you're reading the work, and she's reviewing the tapes of January 6th right now and putting them out on Twitter. Julie Kelly. Boy, is she good. She was with American Greatness for several years, and I think now she's gone more independent. Okay. 
But man, is she spot on on so much of the stuff she's bringing out about the propaganda. Man, was that intense propaganda. We've covered it a lot. Randy Corcoran has covered it a lot. I've covered Ray Epps extensively, who, um, yeah, man, I mean, there's like 100% fed there. There's a whole bunch of other interesting fed stuff going on with January 6th. You know who agrees with that and has all the way along is Tucker Carlson just got fired from Fox News. Fox News has lost half its audience in the aftermath of firing Tucker Carlson. Hard to imagine it was worth it for them. Hard to imagine. But yet, trillions are at stake, and they can't have, the ruling classes can't have narratives out there that question the endless wars, like with Ukraine, or that really question the open borders that we have, or really question the dogma that the ruling classes have to put America last in every possible way. That is simplifying it. That is boiling it down a little bit. It is a bit of a caricature, but that is what's going on. Tucker Carlson had an interview with Russell Brand, the British British guy who was absolutely hilarious, who's, who's a man of the left. But Russell Brand, man, he is a breath of fresh air out there, and he's big into the free speech, and he, uh, he's a non-establishment, passionate commentator who happens to have an extremely good sense of humor. It's, right, it's up there with mine. You know, I, I just, just kidding, just kidding. But Tucker Carlson, this came up. Tucker Carlson said that, hey, he interviewed Stephen Sund, who was the head of the Capitol Police on January 6th, the day in question. <laughs> and Sund said, hey, man, that crowd was full of feds, as we've been saying for so long but yet the propagandists, man, they fight tooth and nail to not let that info out. And they fight tooth and nail to write puff pieces about Ray Epps like in the New York Times and go down the list. But let's hear what Tucker and Russell Brand had to say about January 6th. You know it's infected when it hurts. You press it. Ah, you recoil. They immediately recoiled when you asked any questions about January 6th. And that was a tip off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S. law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought there was it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, in an interview that was never aired on Fox. By the way, I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stevenson was the totally non-political, worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right-wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That crowd was filled with federal agents. Filled? Said, yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. So the more time has passed, now it's been two and a half years, it becomes really obvious that Core claims they made about January 6th were lies. And my view about events and about people is if you catch someone telling a lie about one thing, the first question you have is what else are you lying about? If you say to your wife, where were you? I was at the grocery store. If you find out she was not at the grocery store, then it raises, okay, probably not just lying about being at the grocery store, were you? Like, what is this exactly? Why were you lying about that? And that's kind of the way I feel about January. Like, what is this? What, this is, they're clearly lying. 
that's provable. Why? Um, and, you know, I'm the last person. I'm often accused of being a conspiracy nut. I'm the opposite. I grew up in a very stable country, the United States, in the 70s and 80s, where people didn't indulge in conspiracies because there weren't any obvious ones afoot, right? I mean, we took things at face value. We trusted our government, by and large. Um, but I, the amount of lying around January 6th, and it was obvious in the tapes that I showed, um, is really distressing. And anyone who's covering for those lies should be ashamed of himself. And that would include almost the entire American media, including Fox News. Yeah, yeah. You're covering for these lies... I would think you should be ashamed of yourself. I would think shame would be the appropriate emotional reaction. And Tucker Carlson nails it right there. You know, you you question the dogma on January 6th, and man, they freak out. They freak out. And so many of the core claims, Tucker calls them core claims about January 6th, have not panned out. And just one example, the pipe bomber, the pipe bomber. Yeah. They never found the pipe bomber, and they've got the pipe bomber on video, and apparently the pipe bomb actually wasn't something that was going to work. It was not like a real pipe bomb, and I won't relitigate all of that. Core claims about January 6th were lies, and the question is why, asked Tucker Carlson. And obviously, the reason why is that they can't have Trump being president again. They can't have anybody questioning election integrity. They can't have that kind of stuff. The fragile, weak, unloved ruling class of this country that tried everything in their power to get rid of President Donald Trump and is going to be doing everything they possibly can, like arrest and indict him, to try to keep him from becoming the next president. Well, apparently, uh, you know, what are their limits in that? What are their limits? I mean, maybe, you know, there's always the Lee Harvey Oswald option, and we'll see. We'll see. I openly speak about that. I worry about that potential scenario. But clearly lying. And Stephen Sund, who headed up the Capitol Police, said the place is full of feds, full of feds. And we've talked about Ray Epps. Seems like 100% fed there. <laughs> and anyway, the more you look into it, the more it, it takes a certain kind of mind to be able to get through propaganda. Some minds cannot do it. Some minds cannot get through propaganda. And um, it's, it's, it's strange that uh, you, you need the kind of mind to sort of add things up and have the right perspective and understand the motives of some of the people involved. And, you know, you can, you know, uh, you, you can get through it if you're skilled at it. Some people are not. Some people believe 50% of the propaganda, some people believe 100% of the propaganda, some people like me do believe 0% of it, which I believe is a hard-won skill set as somebody who's been following politics a great deal since I was in about 7th grade, reading William F. Buckley's National Review, okay? Now, Stephen Sund was wondering, and this I found this clip of him speaking on Fox News, this is some time back, and again... Tucker interviewed this guy, and they have not aired that interview because they fired Tucker first. Don't know if there's a correlation there. But Stephen Sun was never asked to testify before the Liz Cheney Adam Schiff, again, two of the biggest proponents of World War III in Ukraine. 
Why is this all connected? Why are these people? Why is it always the same people? Huh? The Liz Cheney Adam Schiff January 6th commission did not seem to want Stephen Sund in there speaking before them. And he was the guy in charge of the law enforcement for January 6th that day. And somehow they didn't want to talk to him. Now, why is that? And Stephen Sund wants to know why that is. And here's Stephen Sund saying it. The restrictions I had as the chief. And ask yourself why the January 6th committee never requested that I come and publicly testify. Think about that. I'm the chief of the Capitol Police. To have me come down and publicly testify before the January 6th committee, because I think they were concerned. It would begin to show what went on the 6th, what went on the days leading up to the 6th, and what was the involvement of political leadership and their appointees. Wow. Yeah. So why didn't Liz Cheney, Adam Schiff, want Stephen Sund in there? giving his perspective. And apparently he gave his perspective to Tucker Carlson and said the place is full of feds. Who was cutting the wires? Who was cutting the fences? Julie Kelly is working on that video analysis. Yeah, there's an awful lot to this story, but man, was it used to the max. And just so you hear that again, again, Stephen Sund, Capitol Police Chief. The restrictions I had as the chief and ask yourself why the January 6th committee never requested that I come and publicly testify. Think about that. I'm the chief of the Capitol Police to have me come down and publicly testify before the January 6th committee because I think they were concerned. It would begin to show what went on the 6th, what went on the days leading up to the 6th and what was the involvement of political leadership and their appointees. Wow. Yep. I think you can start to put some of these pieces together. Can you not? I think you can start to obtain an accurate perspective on January 6th and what that really was and how that played, how it was used as a propaganda tool. I think you can argue the same thing about um, 2020 election cycle. I think you can, you know, you question stuff and when people come down on you like a ton of bricks, like they came down on Tucker when he would talk about January 6th or when he would, you know, when he would... Actually, where where is my clip here? Uh, this is another clip from Tucker. Listen to what Tucker says about electronic voting machines. Electronic voting machines are secure, which they are not. By the way, that's a lie. In any country that has electronic voting machines is by definition at risk of having its election stolen. By definition. No country that cared about democracy would have electronic voting machines. Hmm. No country that cares about democracy would have electronic voting machines. You see, is Tucker saying stuff that makes it impossible to keep him on Fox News, like the electronic voting machines doesn't trust him? Hmm. January 6th, huh? He has questions about January 6th, huh? He says that they're lying about the core claims of what really went down on January 6th, as in the establishment media and the ruling class. And he's no longer on Fox. You see how this works? You see how political power, power works in this country? And then you think about this small coterie, in my opinion, that's really running the show in this country, running this country into the ground, and how they seem to feel unloved while despising the American people and feeling unloved by the American people, feeling weak and vulnerable, they're nervous about the American people. They just can't believe that Trump gets these crowds wherever he goes. Trump won that election 2016. Maybe others. Yeah, you see how this works, ladies and gentlemen. And I think I've covered as much of that as I probably should. 
But hey, it's Matt Dunn. I'm in for Randy Corcoran, and we'll be right back after a little break. There you go. Lover boy, working for the weekend, bringing us back. I'm old enough to remember when that album came out. Blake, you probably don't remember that album cover, but it was some dude wearing, like, red or pink leather pants, maybe mauve. What do you get when you mix red and pink? Leather pants with these, like, zippers. Anybody remember this album? Anyway, this, this song was really big back in the day. <laughs> back in as, the day. It's famous as Sticky Fingers album cover. That's uh, Rolling Stones, yeah? 70s? When did that come out? Yeah, I think that was like 72. And I guess I have a blurred vision of that. I can't I can't really visualize that album, but... Uh, it has the pants on it with the zipper. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Thank you for that, Blake. <laughs> What's the key song on that? album is that uh uh brown sugar is a big one brown sugar does that have a uh, tumbling dice i think it does and that's exile oh that's oh exile i gotta brush up on my stones <laughs> history i was djing a swim meet this morning only played one stones song for the record it was street fighting man that's nice. what i played and by the way i i kind of keep bouncing around a little bit and i wasn't intending on getting to the Tucker Carlson interview as quickly as I did. But one thing, just to add context on Tucker Carlson's great conversation with Russell Brand, I mean, that's actually getting some actual content. That's getting some actual people who are thinking their own thoughts and trying to express their own thoughts. And they're not hostage to some media entity that is like dictating you know what they can say and what they're they're not being censored but obviously tucker's been fired but he his voice could end up becoming bigger than ever before and russell brand said this you're, you're going to become bigger than you've ever been after the unceremonious firing from fox news and maybe you know we're trying to assess the reasons why was tucker fired from fox news and why did fox news think it was smart to get rid of half their audience Right. The Murdochs are passionately opposed to Donald Trump. And so go back to 2020. They said, oh, Trump lost Arizona. Remember that whole thing? You know the deal. Anyway, uh, the Murdochs are described by Steve Bannon as scumbag foreigners. The Murdochs. Anyway, but Tucker also did say this. I think looking back on this 10 years from now, assuming we're still around, I think we're going to see Trump's emergence as the most significant thing that happened in American politics in 100 years because he reoriented the Republican Party against the wishes of Republican leaders. So another thing, Tucker loves Trump. Tucker loves Trump. He he said, I I love him. (laughs) And he has some questions about the security of electronic voting machines. And he's not a fan of the Ukraine war. And he has questions about January 6th propaganda. Next thing you know, you know, you see how this works? I mean, are you you connecting the dots here? But let me find uh, where Tucker actually says this. Just so you you know, you're going to hear because, I mean, this is this is stuff you don't tend to hear enough of. And uh, do I have E1? Yes. Here here we go. Here's Tucker asked about, you know, Russell Brand says, hey, what's your opinion on Trump? Uh, where am I on Trump now? Well, I, I love Trump. Um, 
personally, I think we're going to see Trump's emergence as as the most significant thing to happen in American politics in 100 years because he reoriented the Republican Party um, against the wishes of Republican leaders. Uh, But when I think about Trump right now, so it's July of 2023, you know, I'm struck by his foreign policy views. You know, Trump is the only person um, with stature in the Republican Party, really, who's saying, wait a second, you know, why are we supporting an endless war in Ukraine? And that, you know, leaving aside whether Trump's going to get the nomination or get elected president or would be a good president, you know, I can't even assess that. All I can say at this point is I'm so grateful that he has that position. He's right. And everyone in Washington's wrong. Everyone. Mm. And Trump is right on that question. And it's a big question. That war is reshaping the world. It's reshaping the economy of the world. It's reshaping populations. The ref- I mean, I was just in Romania last week, you know, which is, of course, shares a border with Ukraine. It, the, the refugees in that region, the number of people killed in that war. I mean, Europe will never be the same because of this war. And it really matters. And Trump alone among popular figures in both parties understands that. And I'm grateful for it. Whether he gets the nomination or gets elected, you know, words really matter. Saying something true out loud matters. And he is saying true things about Ukraine and God bless him. That's how I feel. There you go. Tucker Carlson says he loves Trump and says, you know, singles out Trump's foreign policy as one reason that he loves Trump and that Trump's the only voice of stature that is asking questions about this endless war in Ukraine to which we are sending billions over there, billions over there, risking World War III over there. Trump's the only guy who says, hey, I would end that in 24 hours. Get me elected and I will have that war ended in 24 hours. And again... Why is this war happening in Ukraine? Well, the United States has set that up. The United States has provoked that situation. The United States is gunning for regime change with Russia. And the United States has been involved in all kinds of corruption in Ukraine. Just look no further than Joe and Hunter Biden in Ukraine and, uh, you know, that's, they had to impeach Trump because he was asking too many questions about Ukraine and what the heck was going on over there in the State Department-run Ukraine. And that's a big, big deal, ladies and gentlemen. And I will say this. I know a lot of people, left-wing people, I have a lot of great, dear friends who are very strong left-wingers, and they're also pacifists. And, I, I mean, you know, all different stripes, right? Pacifist left-wingers who... They somehow thought that Trump was going to get us into a war. They hated Trump, hated Trump. Some of these leftists, Trump's going to get us into a war. They, that's what the neocons said about Trump. He gets into office and he keeps us out of every war. Apparently, General Milley wanted Trump to wage war against Iran. Trump wouldn't do it. Trump didn't, didn't go for that. The military industrial complex is lobbying and agitating for wars all the time and Trump Fought them all off, and we had four years of peace. How many Nobel Peace Prizes does Donald Trump deserve? Multiples. But that's where people are so darn brainwashed by the media. They're so unfortunately victimized by the brainwashing in the media that they can't understand what's really happening. 
they're told Trump's going to be the warmonger. Trump's going to start this war. You have to hate Trump. Then, okay, so Trump is no longer president, and Biden gets in there, and the first thing that happens is we get this war in Ukraine, and we're spending billions over there, and it's really dangerous on the verge of a World War III-type scenario. And the pacifists somehow are thinking that they got Biden in there, and that was the right thing to do. And you just wonder if some people have enough of a you know, mental acuity to be able to step back and realize what is actually happening. <laughs> do you ever wonder that? Sometimes people can be so brainwashed and so propagandized, they will walk right off a cliff and think that they're doing the right thing, and they will do it with this righteous feeling. I'm going to walk off this cliff. Yes, and because my screens told me to. Do you see how propaganda works? This whole nation, at least half of it, has gone mad. I really think so. We're going to look back on this, the screen disorders, the propaganda disorders that we're suffering through. So many of the population so brainwashed, so blizzarded, blizzarded by propaganda that people are like becoming mentally unstable and they're having like these strange mental breaks with reality and their emotions get kind of strange. And you see this all play out in politics, which is why people should get up above Timberline, climb mountains, get up off the couch and walk and think more direct, unfiltered, unmediated thoughts. It's the kind of stuff that we need to be teaching ourselves. All right, I have another clip there, but let's, let's start saying hello. Let's start saying hello to Brad in Lakewood. Hello, Brad. How you been, sir? Oh, pretty good, except for all this rain. Uh, I got a choice I was going to wonder, and I think it'd be a great choice for VP. I just wonder what your opinion was, and that'd be Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, because... Uh, Johnson seems to be a pretty good speaker, and uh, he would help us in the state of Wisconsin. Hadn't thought of him. Um, wait, Ryan Johnson or oh, Ron Johnson, the Ron, senator. Ron, okay, okay. Ryan was written on. The, yeah, Ron Johnson, who has been saying some pretty good stuff on the Sunday shows. Um, he was pretty good on some of the Spygate stuff. Didn't actually accomplish much at all of course but uh that's that's an interesting thought in wisconsin that's a state that uh would be nice to get in the red column it's always really tight it's a nail biter right yeah correct and it, i believe there's 10 electoral votes there and i think that would uh really help us out and uh, a friend of mine sent me an email this week about uh mr Abbott in texas uh now from the texas republican party told me that if they would get conservative legislation to Abbott's desk, Abbott would sign it, but this came from extremely credible sources that Abbott's vetoed a number of uh, conservative bills. And uh, they say never before has a Republican governor vetoed so many bills from his own party. Hmm. Why do you suppose Abbott's doing that, Brad? Well, because I don't think Abbott's always cracked up to be, and I think the the people in Texas... uh, they had a choice to, uh, with between Prather, Hoffines, and Allen West. All three would have been far superior to Greg Abbott, and the people of Texas uh, chose to uh, pick vote for the worst one of the whole bunch. Mm-hmm. It is mysterious on some level as to why the rhino people are so passionate about being rhinos. Is it not, Brad? I, I mean, they, they are rhinos, hardcore, passionate about being rhinos, and campaigning like 
America first conservatives to get the votes, but then they just they just can't convert on it. And when they get pressured on it, man, they're passionate about not being America first. It's it's that's just the way it is. And the way I guess I look at that is uniparty, follow the money, and they don't want to irritate the donors. You wonder uh you wonder what's up with that Abbott guy and why that border seems to just never be securable down there. It's kind of like cocaine in the White House. Guess we'll just never find out where that came from. And the border. Guess we'll just never be able to get that closed. But any parting thought, Brad? It's like Dan Bongino said, there are many Republicans that are actually Democrats, but no Democrats are Republicans. And that that is the thing that Trump is changing. Trump is putting pressure on that change and Tucker Carlson says they'll never be forgiven for that. Thank you, Brad.